In these harrowing times, three women step forward to expose the ridiculous and untrue stories bouncing around the internet and the world. I'm Peggy, the public health specialist. I'm Libby, the librarian. And I'm Carrie, the rock scientist. This is The Triple Hoax. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Triple Hoax. I am hello. Yes, hello, hello. Um, Hi. I'm your ho- I'm your host for this episode, Peggy, and these are my lovely co-hosts. Yay! <laughs> I'm Libby. I'm Carrie. But you already knew that. Probably. Yes. Unless you're a first-time listener, first-time caller, in which case Welcome. Many thousand welcomes. (laughs) Um, We're glad you found us. All right. Today is a uh, fun departure call, and we're calling this episode, The Triple Hoax Reads, Mm. colon, Mm. Fate Magazine. (laughs) Colon's very important. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, what is Fate Magazine, you may ask? Well, I'll tell you. (laughs) Um, Amazing as well. Let's let uh, let's let Fate Magazine uh, describe themselves. Um, it's their uh, it's their uh, pardon me sixty fifth anniversary. They've oh been boy. around a real long I time. I think they're older than they're longer running than a lot of. Well, they're older than uh, Scientific Inquirer. That's is bad. It's bad. <laughs> um, okay, so <clears throat> it's certainly not good. Um, their Fate magazine was established in 1948. Uh, The magazine's first edition featured an article by one Kenneth Arnold, who recounted in it his UFL encounter in Uh 1947. Uh Uh-oh. 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 And this is from Fate magazine's website. Fate was a true journalistic pioneer. Covering issues like electric voice phenomena, <laughs> cattle mutilations, mm. life on Mars, <laughs> telepathic communication with animals, and UFOs at a time when discussing, discussing such things was neither hip nor trendy like it is today. Okay. Now, let's break this That's down a for a lie. Sec. That's a lie. Okay, so that list is a wild ride, <laughs> let me first say. <laughs> and second of all, before it was hip or trendy... Is it no. hip or trendy it's, now? It's always been hip and trendy. Oh, okay. Because, well, not not long before this was the American birth of spiritualism, like Ouija boards and stuff. And also, less happy note, Hitler was a huge believer in... Uh, um, Aliens? That and uh, ESP. Fair. So, absolutely unsurprising. Well, they're talking about, like, now, like, 2018. Like, oh. it's so hip and trendy now, and I'm just I mean, like, since when? I, I feel like that's a direct call-out for Zach Bagans. <laughs> <laughs> You've been called out. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, they continue to say, Recently, Fate celebrated the 65th anniversary of its founding and the publication of its seven... 122nd issue, mm. a rare feat of longevity achieved by only a select few U.S. periodicals. Oh you know, I mean, they're not wrong. They're no. not wrong. No. I feel like the fact that they, as we'll talk about, require no research or any thinking at all, and they take submissions from people, has contributed to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
Through the decades, fate kept going, doggedly promoting <laughs> the validity of paranormal Dogma? studies, but unafraid to reveal major events as hoaxes or frauds when it was warranted. So, like, I kept seeing this where they were, like, on their wiki and on this fate, being like, we debunked Atlantis and the Bermuda Triangle and, like, one other thing. But that's it. Like, those are the three things that they're, like, ready to be like, well, we were wrong. The bar has never been lower. (laughs) Right. Um, And then, oh, the Amityville Horror they debunked. Oh, okay. Um, Their editor-in-chief, Phyllis Gauld, says... Fate allows readers to think for themselves. Well, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Boy, isn't that true. (laughs) (laughs) By providing... It's like by providing them with stories that mainstream publications don't dare touch. So that's like a diet, like, Fox News attitude, I feel. Like, oh, we don't... Well, conspiracy um, theories. Right. The truth is, reality does not conform to the neat and tidy box that many people... (coughs) Science... Would like to wedge it into. Is that is that cough really in there? Or no, did you add that? I added that. <laughs> I was about to be very impressed. Our world is a bizarre and wondrous place, and our universe is filled with mystery. It is teeming with the unknown. People are longing for something more than the mundane transactions mm. of everyday existence. There it is. Ooh. So that's fate in its own words. Um, so it's just this magazine that, like they said, just posts or like writes about every kind of supernatural nonsense that you can think of pseudoscience all that good stuff and um really prominently on their webpage, they have a quote from stephen king um my mother used to read fate magazine which was about the paranormal flying Whoa. saucers and all that stuff she would read wow. the stories to me and i was fascinated huh well and, i guess we can thank them for that yeah i guess but i, I was it just made me think of Children of the Corn. Mm. <laughs> um, Wait, is Children of the Corn a Stephen King book? Yeah. Oh. It's really super. It's so bad. I love that movie. It's so funny. It's so good. Um, and true to its origins, in many issues of Fate magazine, it continues to have the tradition of having retro-looking art appear on the cover. <laughs> uh, yeah. The covers are does. amazing. They're Can so funny. Can I just funny. say, though, I feel like it's probably because they mostly just use um, public domain. Yeah. Yeah. Save that money. It reminds me a lot of uh, Satanic Panic era art. And, mm-hmm. like, particularly the cover of Michelle Remembers, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, continue. Uh, promoted as the world's leading magazine of the paranormal. It is published... Against who? Experts. Against who? What other paranormal <laughs> magazines are there? Yeah. Expert opinions and personal experiences relating to UFOs, psychic abilities, ghosts, hauntings, cryptozoology, alternative medicine, divination, mm. belief in the survival of personality after death... Fordian phenomena, predictive dreams, wait, mental wait, wait. telepathy, archaeology, warnings of death, and other paranormal topics. So personality beyond the grave means ghosts, right? I, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm just clarifying. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, so um, Fordian phenomena was something I wasn't really familiar with. I had never heard that term before. And so I looked it up. And uh, Henry Bauer, Emeritus Professor of Science Studies at Virginia Tech, writes that anomalistics is a politically correct term for the study of bizarre bizarre claims. Hmm. (laughs) 
And it was, uh, so Charles Fort, a man named Charles Fort, is credited as the, the creator of anomalistics. Um, so anomalistics covers several subdisciplines, including ufology, cryptozoology, and parapsychology. And I wrote my notes, we'll have to start referring to our spoopy episodes as anomalistic mm, episodes. We will. Neck, nothing like those neckbeard ufologists. Right? <laughs> coming back for us. He, um, so Charles Fort uh, wrote a book called The Book of the Damned in 1919. He's credited with influencing many sci-fi writers. He was physically abused by his father, and he credited oh that boy. as an influence in his trust oh of, boy. distrust of authority. Oh, boy. Um, people who are fans of Charles Fort call themselves Fortians. Hmm. That's um, very close to Freudians. I think I've heard that before. Yeah? I feel like I've heard people call themselves that before. I've mm. never heard of that, mm. so that was interesting. And then... Um, early in his writing career, he wrote two different books, one called X and one called Y, of course. Um, the first book was dealing with the idea that beings on Mars were controlling events on Earth. Yeah. And the second book was the postulation of a sinister civilization living at the South Pole. Okay. <laughs> oh, look golly. At, look, at, look at this picture of him. Yeah, he has some uh, Conan Doyle vibes was, for real. I was going to say H.G. Uh, Wells. He is uh, he's generally credited with inventing teleportation. It's okay. Inventing it. Okay. Yeah, like the idea. Oh, you know? the concept oh, of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, he um, he wrote about uh, falls of frogs, fishes, inorganic Inorganic materials of an amazing range, so like mm. weird natural things, spontaneous, natural. <laughs> spontaneous human combustion, ball lightning. Huh. Um, unidenti- oh, that's actually real. We've talked no, about that. No, that is that a real before. thing. Yeah. Unidentified flying objects, unexplained disappearances, giant wheels of light in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Saint Elmo's fire, I'm guessing. And an- animals found outside their normal ranges, which said like in the Wikipedia article was like see phantom cat and I was like I will ooh um, <laughs> yeah, yes please yeah. phantom cats also known as alien big cats ABCs they're <laughs> like large, rats of unusual oh size <laughs> <laughs> they're um so it's when jaguars cougars and leopards huh. appear in regions outside of where they're indigenous to well, so it's like alleged like appearances global warming. No, but this is like like a leopard wandering around English like okay. moors oh, okay, type shit. Okay, like, okay. Um, he was the first person to um, put forth the idea that human appearances and dip- disappearances that weren't explained um, was alien abduction. Um, but, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I said, I put the picture in the group chat. <laughs> that is a fearsome mustache. He um, also um, was big into the out-of-place artifacts, which is called Oop Arts <laughs> as an abbreviation. Uh, and this is some more ancient aliens bullshit oh. where um, oh, like, where they're like, people, oh, like, why would we have found that at an archaeology site? Those like, people couldn't have created something that advanced. Oh. I was thinking of like Piltdown Man. Yeah, and then other stuff is like frauds, like okay. anachronisms mm-hmm. that are turn out to be frauds because mm-hmm. there's no way that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you ever hear the term out of place artifact, that's like a ancient aliens um, term reference bullshit. Yeah. Um, other examples suggest contact between different cultures that are hard to account for with conventional historical understanding. Um, 
So I'm just, I think people initially thought that those Viking settlements in Canada were like a... Alien settlement? Like an out-of-place type thing because they were like, oh, Vikings came this far before... They couldn't before. believe that their ships would Well, and that's that just really bad education because everyone thinks that the first time anyone came to North oh, America was, was like a European explorers when yeah. probably people from Africa Greece. and from um, Vikings, like and, Vikings from Scandinavia probably ended up here. And Greeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just some more ancient aliens bullshit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... That is a little bit about the founding notions in Fate Magazine itself. So, on the Fate Magazine website, there is a free special edition. And y'all know we read that (laughs) shit. That's why there is. The Triple Hoax Reads. The Triple Hoax Reads. This garbage. So you don't have to. Fate. True reports of the strange and unknown. Special edition. Ghost ghost issue. issue. So we had to read this. Mm-hmm. Um, most importantly, we had to read this because it was free. Yes. Also, it's con- it's contractually o- obligatory in our yeah in our fake contract in our triple hoax <laughs> contract yeah. written in blood. We sure. have to yep. read this, right? Yep. Yep. Um. So before we get into that, y'all want a Yahoo? Yahoo! Oh my gosh, you beat me to it. Yahoo! Okay, here we go. In homage to the best boys in podcasting, mm-hmm. we are doing a Yahoo Answers a la Mabim Bam, my brother, my brother, and me. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? Probably not. I don't know if I could ever be ready for this. <laughs> All right. User. Okay. This one was sent in by me Googling, so sent in by myself. Thank you, me. And it's written by user, sorry, something has gone wrong. <laughs> So I'm going to call him Wolfgang. (laughs) Wolfgang writes, What goal did Al-Qaeda wish to accomplish in their assassination of Dale Earnhardt Sr.? What? (laughs) In February 2001, members of Al-Qaeda tested their infiltration skills on American soil by sabotaging the race car of Dale Earnhardt Sr., which ultimately resulted in his death. Several reliable what? sources indicate that this was an attempt to destroy the country's morale in during the, in during the months before the planned 9-11 attacks. Mm. However, it's common knowledge that most U.S. citizens do not watch NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that got me! <laughs> if so, what was that kind of motivation for killing the other I can't! Oh. I don't understand. Alright, so... <laughs> So I looked into this, and there's literally no fucking evidence on a basic Google search that supports this in any way. Like, literally, when you Google this, um, you can Google it so many different ways. This Yahoo is the only thing that comes up that references this. Do we think this is like someone was trying to start a conspiracy theory, and then it just didn't ever go anywhere? Well, I just found this Slate article, which titled I killed Dale Earnhardt. So in 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 the investigation, so I read extensively more than I wanted to into the death of Dale Earnhardt Sr. And basically mm. what killed him was like one, he was traveling at ultra high speeds because NASCAR's a fucking stupid sport. Don't at me. Um <laughs> He was traveling at really high speeds, and there was something about his, um, ha- like, the harness-type seatbelt he had mm-hmm. that, like, um, made it bad. 
But also it had something to do with how he crashed because another driver hit him. Um. And then he went like real hard into like a, a barrier wall. Did he go into the wall and then it yeah. just, like exploded essentially. Right. Cool. Right, and there was an extensive investigation into this because people in the NASCAR ward, world, world, war, bleh, orb, orb, sorry, they were shook. <laughs> they were shook <laughs> to they their cores. They could well, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was their prince, their noble king, everything. So there was extensive investigation into this. There was all sorts of like suspicion and shit. So it doesn't surprise me that someone would try to like say some stupid shit or start shit. But um, so it definitely was not Al Qaeda. Um, Does but let- the Yahoo show when this was posted? <laughs> when um, yes, was it was posted on. Um, it was posted in the politics and government section, of course. <laughs> Um, really, the internet at work. Um, when? I don't think it's that. It was posted, well, a response to it was, uh, the first response to it was eight years ago. So I'm assuming this oh, okay. was posted in eight 2010. years ago. Wait, scroll down, scroll down. Okay, so the answers. The best answer voted by one person. <laughs> you is a foo. Sterling <laughs> Marlin accidentally bumped Earnhardt's car, sending him headfirst into the wall. Al-Qaeda, the murderous racist organization Ooh. that it is, mm. had nothing to do with that. It. An- oh. That answer's screen name is, well, okay, well, we won't call them out. That's fine. Um, the next answer said, don't know what you've been smoking tonight, but you may want to try something different. You're only supposed to have hallucinations and not become delusional. My favorite is NASCAR sucks. NASCAR in all caps. Um, yeah, that's, that's how it's spelled. My... Favorite answer is, Jamal, you are a fucking turd idiot. <laughs> did, you, did you ever in your life go to school? Every, oh, this is the best part. Everything yet you ever post is so oh, unintelligent. Damn. Okay. This is a, this is a hater. Yeah. This person's yeah. following them around. Oh like, Jamal, everything you ever post is so unintelligent. Great. My favorite is the one with, like, uh, they have multiple, like, capitalizations and lowercase amidst the word. Al-Qaeda killed Earnhardt. Please! In all caps. (laughs) Um, so, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Hopefully this will be a new segment where we just uncover random conspiracy theories on Yahoo Answers. Um, I would super love that, but I super don't want to learn any more about NASCAR. There's only one race. The human race. What about NASCAR? All right, so that was a Yahoo. And uh, why don't we take a music break and really reflect on what Dale Earnhardt <laughs> Sr. meant to all of us. What wrath he earned from Al-Qaeda. Accepted Dale Earnhardt as your personal Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, I need you to go to Walmart and think about what you've <laughs> Yeah. 
All right, so the known temple to Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's well, correct. Yeah. Senior, I'm sorry. As an from an anthropological <laughs> perspective, that's all okay. I can gather. All right, yeah. Is that where they worship the that's Dale Earnhardt? True. That's true. Um, so our plan of attack with Fate Magazine was we <laughs> divided and conquered we different did. articles because uh, this magazine. Uh, let me just tell you. Was 110 pages I was going to say, say, it's fucking long. Like, my theories is because they don't want to reject any stories that get sent in. That's true. They just want to publish all of them. Probably not. Yo, uh, listeners, if you want us to write a fake story for Fate Magazine and send it in, let us know. We'd be more than happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're actually, we're coming up with some stuff for our Patreon page that mm-hmm. we're in the works for. So this might be one of our goals. So, um, we'll keep you posted on that. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, Libby, do you want to go first with, uh, your story? I shall. I shall. So my, (laughs) the first article that I covered, I literally was looking through the index. Yep. Wait, index? Table of contents. Table of contents. That's what it's called. Listen, I went to library school. Yeah. I know things. Mm Mm-hmm. They have it listed as features for some Mm. reason. Uh, And I saw an article titled, How to Get Rid of an Incubus or Succubus, (laughs) by a man named Alan Toner. And I thought, yes, this is the article for me. But the best part is the undertitle, which is, Stop Those Pesky Nightly Molestations from the Other Side. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love it. Um, and then I immediately texted Peggy and Carrie and I said, what if I don't want to, Fate Magazine? Did you <laughs> that? They obviously no, didn't. you didn't. But anyway, <laughs> so I read this article. It was pretty short, actually. Most of them are. It was are. a page and a half long. It wasn't very long. Um, can I just say, first of all, that it was very heteronormative. Ooh, gross. Uh, assuming that Sad. an incubus... <clears throat> would haunt you if you were a female and a succubus would haunt you if you were a male. Mm. Um, But, you know, it's fine. So the thing about this article was if you think that you're being haunted by an incubus or succubus, first of all, you're probably suffering from sleep paralysis. Mm. It's a real thing. Um, And you're just like, or sorry, what's what's the term? It's not sleep paralysis. Um, um, Night terrors? Night terrors. Where you're like awake, but you can't move. The and same you thing see that a lot hallucinations. Of times, right. The same thing that a lot of times when people have imagined like alien abduction. It's yeah. It's that kind of thing. So, I mean, that's probably what's really happening. It's just that your body is still paralyzed from being in REM, but you are lucid and kind of awake. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. like really scared. But anyway, um, that aside, if you really do believe that there's an incubus or succubus haunting you... What this man who wrote this article for Fate Magazine says that you should do is look around your house to see if you have anything relating to the occult or witchcraft. And you need to pinpoint exactly those items which you bought recently which might have sparked these paranormal activities. Because basically you might have brought this item into your home that has been cursed or used in black magic rituals. Sure. An easy Sorry. mistake to make. <laughs> right. Totally unaware. <laughs> um, so, Speaking of occult objects you didn't know were in your house, 
Yeah. I was in my basement. I live with mm-hmm. eight other people. I was in my basement yesterday, and those fuckers were hiding a Ouija board this whole time in the basement. What? Right. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Did anyone invite you? No. So, um, if you think you found it, basically just get rid of it. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. If you don't think you have anything that you could reasonably attribute to being haunted or cursed or whatever... Um, think about the history of the house that you live in or the home. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might just be like a demon attached to your home. And then <laughs> sure. you're probably gonna need to like get help with that. <laughs> Does he say from it's, where? This is my favorite sentence in this entire article. Sure. If you are a Christian, you must use all your faith to make you strong and call on the power of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ with the assistance of a priest or similar spiritual leader to command this evil entity to depart, to leave you alone in mm. peace, and to mm-hmm. never bother you again. Mm-hmm. 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 Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Makes sense. As powerful and threatening as the incubus and succubus can be, <laughs> It is certainly not indestructible and can easily be vanquished with the help of God and prayer as easily as Satan himself can be. <laughs> hmm. Sure. And then the next, chapter, the next chapter, the next paragraph is about how if you're not Christian, then you could like do some aura cleansing. Oh, right. Uh, get some. It sounds like some way Wiccan, more fun. Wiccan rites you could do. There's like psychic energy healing. Mm. Ooh, nice. Um, now, it does say that incubi and succubi cannot force sexual intercourse on an unwilling person who That's is strong good. enough to resist them. Ooh, gross. Um, okay. <laughs> I definitely don't cotton to that. Sounds like uh, some, yeah. uh, some gross rape culture in our mm. incubi and succubi article. <laughs> A little bit. And then it says, uh, this is also really great. The next time you're lying in bed and are suddenly awakened in the middle of the night by a cold breath on your cheek, a lustfully wandering hand, or the presence of an unseen body pinning you down to the mattress, please do not feel too afraid. Uh. Given the methods of protection I have highlighted, and you can rest assured that this incubus or succubus assault on your body will be mercifully a transient one. <laughs> what? Mercifully transient! <laughs> okay, that's how the article ends, and it was beautiful. I loved it. Um, oh my god! <laughs> also, the man, this this guy's author picture is super blurry. And <laughs> oh no! It's what if purpose. he is an incubus? Oh, and he's feeding not. us false information. <laughs> I really he's hope a, not. <laughs> he's a reformed incubus. If you go he, to page twenty-seven, you can see his author picture. Um. And just for the listeners out there, y'all could be reading along at home if you really want to. Yeah, just, just go, go to, to www.fatemag.com slash specialedition.pdf. And then you'll, um, there you, you'll be right in you the midst s- of it with us. Oh, did you say 37, Lib? 27. Oh. Is it oh, the... Oh, in the dock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, not Please the... hold. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, he's definitely a reformed <laughs> oh, no. incubi. Oh no! I see it. Mm. I feel it. 
Whoa, so that was website. You're up to get your first an incubus started. or succubus. TM TM TM. <laughs> um, so I took my spin in Fate Magazine. My first uh, assignment was I see by the papers. So my article... It's, it's a column. Like, it, it's an ongoing column. So what I read was one of the features. Right. Oh, and, I see. Okay. Um, what Peggy covered was, like, an they ongoing took, column. Okay. Right. It's an ongoing column that's, like, they talk about um, supernatural stuff that makes the news. I was more commenting on whoever chose the title <laughs> for it because yeah. it's really stupid. <laughs> it's just called I See by the Papers. Whatever. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Um, so the first one that caught my attention was Water Turns Milky White. And the story is really short, so I'm just going to read it. In Oak Ridge, Tennessee, a creek suddenly turned milky white. Then a few days later, the same thing happened in a harbor in Maryland. Tests of this water show that almost all oxygen had left the water. These events have left officials striving to come up with a cause for the incident. More of these episodes have been occurring in the United States and around the world in recent years. May I weigh in? I actually researched but this. But I'm the geologist. I know, but we oh. can do this together. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it's... All in this together. together. So basically, <laughs> um, change in, rapid change in water color can come from pollution, mm-hmm. um, which totally tracks that there's more pollution in the world now. So that would explain why it's happening more often. Um, so when the water turns white like that, it's super saturation that mm-hmm. caused from rapid aeration. So lots of oxygen being added to water causes it to become super saturated, which turns it a white color. Right. Um, more oxygen is being forced into the water so that like it's holding more than a hundred percent of the oxygen that it can hold. Um, and it also can happen from large temperature changes um, like from going nighttime to daytime or vice versa that change um, how much dissolved oxygen there is in the water. So there actually is a real scientific explanation for this that would mm. baffle scientists. So my, Fate Magazine's full of shit. My take on this, well, they said that it was completely deoxygenated. Um, I mean, they it, didn't they, say when they, they tested, tested it, the of water. Course, of course. My take as a geologist on this is that uh, in Tennessee, there can be lots of limestone. Oh, yeah. Limestone is white. Um, well, it can, if there's high levels of it in water, it can probably turn it a different color. Well, I can so. see that making water look milky, especially because limestone mm-hmm. is very right. chalky. Mm-hmm. The spontaneity part is the thing that stood out to me. So yeah. that's why I kind of went with yeah. oxygen yeah. because that would be something mm-hmm. that seemingly is mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. there was there mm-hmm. and now there was nothing mm-hmm. there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which global warming. Which is global warming. Yeah. It affects how water mm-hmm. interacts with its um, with the systems with, around it. Yeah. Um, so then another great little uh, bit was Washington D.C. house not haunted. <laughs> what? Um, so what? This little this little paragraph informs us that. Unlike other places, D.C. is not an area that requires realtors to disclose whether or not mm-hmm. some place has been haunted or not. Um, there are other There are other states, and you all can go online and look, there are states where you are required to disclose if a property is stigmatized, which is We've like the category it for being haunted. Yeah. Yeah. New York, Louisiana. Um, 
this, uh, even so, hanging right on one real estate sign was the statement, not haunted. <laughs> Very reassuring. Uh, built in 1925, the house is apparently guaranteed by the realtor to not be haunted. But but the sign, they said the sign just said not haunted. Like, there wasn't any kind of guarantee. Like, legally guaranteed <laughs> to not be haunted. Um... <laughs> Could this sign be the result of recent lawsuits against realtors for selling haunted homes without letting the buyers know beforehand it was haunted? Okay, like, I couldn't find <laughs> any evidence of this shit anywhere. I don't know what they're making up. I don't know what any where this story comes from, but I, <laughs> I, somebody just made it up, I'm pretty sure. Um, and who... I love this section of Fate Magazine. It's pretty <laughs> great. It's pretty funny. Um, uh, so police officer attacks ghost hunter. Yes. So a ghost hunter, uh, was in his storage unit messing with his ghost hunting equipment. Oh, no. Um, and a police officer and the owner of the storage unit, um. Oh, no. Burst through the door. Oh, no. The police officer claimed the man was trespassing and then threatened to plant drugs in his storage unit so that he could arrest the ghost hunter on drug charges. Holy fuck. After a repeated request by the ghost hunter to have his storage unit locked before leaving the property, the police officer started punching him. What the? Sorry, that's Blossom. The officer then proceeded to slam the man into a chain link fence. I googled... And there are plenty of instances of people hiding drugs in their storage units. Oh, that's true. And the police coming to, like, take their drugs and lock them up. No, no, no. He was just... It was just his ghost hunting equipment. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, my bad. So what I think happened here was... This is the ghost hunter side of the story. And I honestly think... I buy the fact that a police officer would act violently in a situation that doesn't require it because that seems like their MO. But what I don't buy is that there were drugs in this storage unit and that there were no yeah. go- there was no ghost hunting equipment. Mm. And this became a convenient excuse cover story. Mm. Interesting. Again, another one I couldn't find on a good Google. Lots of violence and storage locker related That's stories. Depressing. Do yourself a favor and don't Google that. Um <laughs> Uh, let's see. A uh, woman attacked by wild cats. A woman in Belfort, France, uh, was out walking her dog and was attacked <laughs> by a roving band of stray cats. <laughs> why is this in this? Why is this in this newspaper? Possibly more. Why? It's because, according to veterinarians, this behavior is extremely unusual for stray cats. I don't think so. So this is, is a real story. It is. Oh, and okay. I googled it. And the full story is that it had been really, really hot that day. Oh. And the population of stray cats in this town is really high. Mm. So the vet thinks that it happened because um, she, either the woman surprised them and she had a dog. So that wasn't good. Right. And also they're, like, the cats are crankier because they don't have enough to eat. Huh. And it's oh, no. So, oh, no. Yeah, so the woman went to the hospital and so did her dog. So Jesus. She apparently had a nicked artery. Yeah. Damn. Um, and let's see. <laughs> These two are competing to be my favorite stories. Um, so one <laughs> is Ghost Steals Resume. Mm. And the other is a psychic caught with a fake ghost. <laughs> so uh, a Georgia How woman... How is it a fake ghost? Is he a bad ghost? Like, is he bad at being a ghost? And that's why they're calling it well, a fake ghost? Well, we're about ghost? to find out now, aren't we? 
Um, but first, let's talk about the ghost that um. stole a resume. So a Georgia woman recently contacted police to report that her resume and blouse were stolen from her home. <laughs> when the responding officer asked her who had taken the items, she told the officer it was a ghost. <laughs> Uh, she sees shadow people in her home, mm. and she thinks that's who did it. And the police officer did note that there was no forced entry. And um, this, this is my favorite sentence. A more baffling note about the case oh, no. is that when the woman was asked to place a value on her blouse oh, and the paper print out of her resume, she decided they were worth $5,000. <laughs> yes, she did. Yeah, she's got Get sterling, creden- <laughs> sterling credentials. Um. So I haven't actually Googled this one to see if this, like, actually made the real news. So I kind of want to do that. Um, but while one of us is doing that, potentially, okay. um, <clears throat> psychic caught with a fake ghost. Psychic night guider. This is night, like, spelled wow. like K-N-I-G-H-T. Ooh. Guider. Was caught mm. using a fake ghost during a ghost tour. This happened at the Halfway Hotel in Lillanley, South Wales. Um, um, so the psychic person who was leading the tour said, oh, the ghost makes knocking noises. And the ghost made knocking noises. And hotel staff waited around after the tour to see if someone was hiding in the attic making those knocking mm. noises. Sure enough, a half hour later, a man jumped down from the attic. The the attic-dwelling man claimed to be homeless. Oh, my (laughs) God. To have nothing to do with the ghostly noises the tour was hearing. And the hotel staff escorted the homeless ghost who was in designer jeans off the property. Oh, my God. Now, listen, I think homeless people could have designer jeans. That's true. The people give them to Goodwill. Um, so I started so I started typing in woman in Georgia and the Google complete was woman in Georgia strangles bobcat. So take with from that what you will. Um how about I look for it? Wow. Okay, how about you said? <laughs> I Sorry, don't know why. I just found an article about the um the woman with the five thousand dollar resume. Oh really? Oh, really? Okay. Tell yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Tell us. Um so she said that she was unsure of how much the resume was worth because she's not good at math. <laughs> oh, and then he said that he needed a value, just an approximate value, and she said she didn't understand. So he said oh, no. he pointed at the flat screen TV and said that it was like asking how much he would sell her TV for. And she said that she didn't know how much she would sell the TV for because she didn't like TV. Um, what? Okay. And then she said uh, that she didn't want the officer to think she was crazy, but Aww. that the ghost of her mom visited her often and that she blamed it on the black spirits that follow her from time to time. Oh, my God. Um, and oh then... God. It also says that the ghost stole a paper documenting her criminal history, including her terminated parole. Really? Fascinating. What the hell? So, anyway, yeah, this was a real thing that really happened. Weird. Sounds like someone is uh, a little... uh, She's got... It looks like she's got some um, mental health issues. uh, There's an update from her husband at the end. So she might have been going through some stuff, but yeah, five thousand dollars resume. Interesting. He, he found a, a copy of the resume on her computer, 
he had no idea about the blouse being missing or that she filed the police report. <laughs> but yeah, it looks oh, like boy. she was going through some stuff. So yeah, great. Um, so my first article is called Seven Factors That Contribute to an Enjoyable Ghost Tour. Nice. And I I picked this one because I actually went on my first ghost tour Woo! this summer. Um, oh, I guess my first official ghost tour. <laughs> Probably been in some haunted places by accident. But, um, I went with our parents, Peggy and I's parents, to on vacation in Virginia and we went to Colonial Williamsburg, where they have ghost tours. And we got the special Ghosts Among Us tour. Nice. Um, it was it was pretty cool. Choice. It was pretty good. They had, like, um, storytellers at, like, three different places. And they told us, like, creepy stories from back, back in the vampire times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and... It was very enjoyable. The The creepiest part was when we were walking in one of the buildings and the woman who was like letting us in and like telling us to watch our stuff was like, yeah, pr- probably tonight you won't have to deal with that baby crying upstairs. And I was like, what the fuck? Why would you say that? It was horrifying. Um, so that was the creepiest part of the night. But um, I would have rated that ghost tour... Probably seven out of ten stars. Sure, nice. I would think. Yeah, I, I didn't see a ghost, so that obviously detracted a star. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this article here in Fate Magazine um, goes into a lot of detail about what people want out of a ghost tour, what you should offer. They talk a lot about providing equipment to your ghost tour um, people. So this one was more about like serious like ghost hunting. Like there's pictures of orbs and talking about EVPs and all that jazz. Um, I think the most interesting part of this article was they talked about um, they talked about when it's appropriate to start giving ghost tours at certain locations, and they actually oh. handled it quite nicely. But the example given horrified me because apparently i didn't know this but apparently after the aurora shooting at the movie theater (gasps) in colorado apparently like ghost hunters quote unquote showed up the very next fucking day no yeah outside garbage the police lines yeah and like that's horrifying um but the best advice that a couple of these ghost hunters they interviewed for the article was You'll know when it's time. (laughs) Which I can't argue with because, I mean, you know, it's got to pass out of, like, present day zeitgeist, I suppose. Um, But yeah. So it ends, the, the article ends the quote, or the quote, there's a quote that ends the article that's, Oh, lost and by the wind grieved ghost, come back again. That's from Thomas Wolfe, whoever the fuck that is. I don't know. I think he's famous. But I don't think he really meant... He wasn't talking about a ghost tour. I don't think. We'll um, never know. Yeah. Should we play a game? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's take a quick music break, and when we come back, we'll play a game. Yeah. 
paper subscription yeah i think that's the only yeah. subscription you can get they're real old school well yeah probably um, who else would be like a famous fan i wonder if zach zach bagans knows about it mm, probably but he probably thinks he's like too good for them mm, yeah and that's why they have beef with him mm-hmm Aaron from Ghost Adventures oh, definitely yeah. reads uh-huh. Fate Magazine religiously. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, else? Probably at least one Fox News correspondent. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, probably a lot of psychics. Famous psychics. Oh, like yeah. Like TV psychics. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, don't Jen- ask me to name any because I don't know. <laughs> um, Teresa Caputo. Yeah. Yes. Long Island Medium <gasps> definitely reads Fate Magazine. Oh, oh, um, what's his name? Jerry Springer. <laughs> he <laughs> does. I bet he does. Um, I think that Jenny McCarthy reads Fate Magazine. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Gwyneth Paltrow reads it, you know, every once in a while. Just I feel to... like she would object to the aesthetic that they're... Yeah, That's true. I don't think She's she not would. into retro right mm-hmm. now. That's true. Mm-hmm. Retro's out. <laughs> Goop is in. <laughs> Goop is all. <laughs> Goop is everything. <laughs> um, let's see. What about... Um, I bet... Um, what's the name of the guy who plays the sheriff on Stranger Things? Oh, I can see him reading it and like laughing yeah. at it. Oh shit! What's his name? I can't think of his name either. David Harbor. David Harbor probably reads mm-hmm. it for the fun of it. Indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, good job, gang. I think we've uh, definitely yeah. uh, cracked open some new investigations with we this game. Called some people. Out. We did. <laughs> All right, Lib. You want to take a crack at it with your next article? Let us know yeah. what, you, what you learned. I- I think it'll actually go really nicely along with uh, what we've been talking about, since this is the ghost edition. 
Oh yes, of, of course. Fate magazine. Um, so the article that I read this time, this second article I read, is called "What Do You Do When You See a Ghost?" And <laughs> I've been waiting. Dun, dun, how dun. ghost hunters on TV have it wrong. This is uh, real beef with Zach Baggins. I'm it is. You. I was gonna say it's. He doesn't call out Zach Baggins by name, but he might as well. Mm. This article is by a man named Lloyd Auerbach. Isn't uh, he? Doesn't he have MS? Like, like he has a Master's yes. of Science after uh, his that, name. That is after his name. Yes, <laughs> Lloyd <laughs> Auerbach, MS. <laughs> he needed <laughs> you to know. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta throw out your credentials. Yeah, you gotta really throw the yeah. weight of academia behind your ghost expertise. For sure. To be fair, For actually, sure. that's kind of one of the things that I think is really cool about this article. Is, mm. um, he starts out talking about, sorry, it's like really far down, um, but I wanted to make sure I read the awesome, awesome Please subtitle. do. I'm into it. Um, he talks about how, like, people have been seeing and experiencing ghosts and hauntings, but if you watch paranormal TV shows, especially ghost hunting shows, you might feel like all of a sudden there's, like, tons and tons of people who are experiencing this thing, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he also talks about how, like, he, more and more people are interpreting experiences that might be paranormal through the lens of what they've learned on these shows, mm-hmm. which is created by TV producers. Mm-hmm. And then the expectations that they have when they call a quote-unquote expert for help because of what they've seen on these shows sort of sets them up for, he calls it a rude awakening, but like disappointment essentially. (laughs) What do you do? He says, what do you do if you have a ghostly experience or if your house is haunted? Or if you experience unexplained physical activity, do you go immediately go to the internet and find your local ghost hunting group? And hmm. if you do, what can you expect? He says, well... Oh, that's important. He says that he has biases in methods of investigation and explaining phenomena and methods of resolution. Because of, I think, because of his MS, but also in the field of parapsychology and physical psychical research from his own experience as a field investigator. So this whole article, which it's a really long article, actually, for this magazine... Mm-hmm. Um, is about how to scientifically start from the position that it's not a paranormal situation. Good. And look at the event from every angle you can. Yeah. And basically hmm. treat it as a scientific observation. That's surprisingly restrained. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, Amazing. that's literally what he's saying. Yeah. He says, you know, things do fall off the shelves due to vibration caused by the movement of a house from traffic outside. Um, houses make noise. Dogs right. and cats seem to space out and stare at nothing. Realize sure. that some oh. explanations can be bizarre without being paranormal. Right. Um, it's important to understanding what's going on through all possible experiences um, and consider alternative explanations or even throw out those that are somewhat iffy, even if they might just be coincidence. So yeah. this this article I really actually enjoyed reading because... Um, he actually he tried. Actually <laughs> yeah. tried. Yeah, he, he actually gave he talked... He gave, um, he gave definitions for different types of hauntings and ghost sightings. Oh, okay. Um, he gave... 
I thought, really good advice. And he also just said, like, he said, I suggest that you always question every experience and event that in a situation you might believe is paranormal. Assume it's not paranormal. Ask the questions that might help you either explain it or eliminate all other possibilities. And then assume it's not going to get worse. That's very comforting, I think. Yeah, I really, really like this article a lot. And then he gave a lot of research links to a bunch of parapsychological... Help groups. Help groups. And talked about um, local ghost hunting groups and how varied they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also at the very end of the article, he uh, he told people to feel free to contact him. And he left his, his, his Gmail address. Cool. Really nice. cute. What a vulnerable person to open himself up to mm. emails from quacks. I feel like that's... Um, well... <laughs> For all the reasons you've just outlined, Libby, that's why it's in the special edition and not yep. in the main episode, <laughs> the main publication. But I actually really enjoyed this article. I can tell yeah. that he obviously believes in the paranormal, mm-hmm. but like he seemed to take a very rational approach to mm-hmm. investigating it. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that. Yeah. I think... It's always nice to meet people like that, and like even when you get into other branches of like occult things like tarot readings and horoscopes and stuff people who believe even people who believe will take it with a grain of salt you know like yeah they are aware that it's imp- in heavy air quotes imprecise which really means not real but you know it's not they don't treat it as gospel yeah at any rate yeah i think that they know that if they like, if they're giving... Like, some people won't take advice from anyone unless you give it some sort of, like, magical, mystical spin. quality to it or spin. Yeah, yeah I genuinely think yeah. that some people won't mm-hmm. get excited or listen or believe it unless you're like, the cards told me. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, like yeah. he's saying, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I believe in ghosts. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But also consider, you yeah. know, like... For sure. I think it's just a... It's getting people to, like, be open to being more open to ideas if you first started out with... I, I get it. I believe in ghosts, too. But you should also think mm-hmm. about, like, windows that are old or something. Right. Yeah. All right, Carrie, you want to go with yeah. your next... Uh... Uh, yeah. So my next... Ep- I keep want to say episode, <laughs> but the next article is called um, A Night Alone in America's Most Haunted Bedroom. Let's get it on. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, it does not have an incubus or a succubus in it. Mm. Not even Jerutha? No, I'm sorry. Not even Jerutha. So, actually, I've heard about this plantation because this most haunted bedroom is located on the Myrtles Plantation um, in St. Francisville, Louisiana. So, I actually learned about this place on my one favorite and only um, true crime slash paranormal podcast called... uh, and that's why we drink. And um, there's a lot of murders that took place. Um, this guy, like the guy who owned it, like one night he opened the door and he just got shot point blank right there. And he died <laughs> on his port porch. 
Um, and like just crazy stuff. Like obviously it was a plantation and he built it a long time ago, like in the 17, sometime around, um, the whiskey rebellion. There we go. So after the revolutionary war, but still vampire times. (laughs) Um, so it's been through a lot and there was obviously slaves on this plantation. There's a really horrible story about one of the slaves that she poisoned three of the children of the house of the white family. Yeah. And then they hanged her and like nobody knows if any of this is true. So I think it's a pretty dramatic claim to say that this is the most haunted bedroom in America. But <laughs> Well, it doesn't um, have Jerutha in it, so No, right, exactly. Like mm, pull the other one. Um also, the sentence in, also out back, you'll find fine dining. <laughs> Barnado's Carriage House Restaurant. Oh, so, you know, this is obviously commercialized a little bit. Um, yeah, and he just, he just, apparently, I mean, the article starts out with him when he's like, really dramatically saying, I, right now, am writing this in the most haunted bedroom in all of America. (laughs) And it's like, and he's like, can we ever confirm it? No. But I've experienced things in this bedroom (laughs) (laughs) that I will remember for the rest of my life. And then he just, just lots of like shop talk, quote unquote, about like technical things that happened. And... Um, just, just lots of first person narrative that's like, there's like zero, I mean, proof if you want to call it that. But honestly, the very best part of this is his picture at the end of the article, because who buddy, he (laughs) is wearing red tinted sunglasses and a fedora and a black collar and a black like button up shirt and it's horrifying and truly a man of the people. I really don't believe he's a filmmaker. He said in this entire article. So, he wrote a book called How to Hunt Ghosts. How to Haunt Ghosts? Is that hunt. what you said? Oh, hunt ghosts. <laughs> Let's haunt him back. He's the founder and president of Lemur, one of the country's premier paranormal research teams. The ghost war Lemur. begins. Lemur. It's, 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 it's L dot E dot M. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very, very official. Uh, yeah, so I don't believe him. Jerusha, Jerutha, we stand you. No, one, no one's bedroom is scarier than yours. Will my 3D photographs develop to yield a fantastic phantasm in glorious depth? Doubtful. That's a sentence from that article. Oh, I'll put up, I'll put an update with pictures on my personal website. Oh, gotta go. Joshua P. Warren. Mm. Oh, Joshua. All right. Um, So my other article was friends, colon, (laughs) ghostly happenings on airplanes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the Joshua P. Warren website is not I for the faint of it. heart. Keep going. Keep going. Um, so mine was go- friends, colon, ghostly <laughs> happenings on airplanes. And I thought, 
hilarious. This is a new location for ghosts that I have not yet <laughs> become acquainted with. Well, if you watch Supernatural. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um, so basically this article is long AF. And that's because <laughs> it's an excerpt from somebody's book of the same yeah. title. Mm. So, of course, they had to get their free publicity. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's this long fucking buildup of this person just talking the fuck about how they love airplanes and flying them. Oh, okay. So much. So much. And basically, Night. they talk about... Um, this excerpt surrounds this guy who used to rum run for Al Capone Ooh. by flying, like flying planes. That's way cooler. Than and ghosts. so like this person like builds up this whole long, like profile of this guy. Like this guy, he had all these perfect landings, like 47,000 of them with never a problem. Well, and I'm sure that's like r- not very impressive nowadays. No, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, why are you saying this? And then they were like, oh, and then he did rum running for Al Capone. So we're going to tell you a dramatic story about one time when his plane catched on, caught on fire and he passed out while he was rum running and he was running for the cops. And it's this whole long thing. And it's not about ghosts. So I'm just like going and going. And I'm like, when are we going to get to the ghosts? And so I finally, he like, the author got in touch with this guy, the rum runner for Al Capone, because he's like an old guy now with this like reputation. He's still alive? Living in Miami. Mm. Yes. And he apparently, he like, he says in the article that like this, this guy sent him reports. He like. From the other side? No. (laughs) He like wrote up all of his different ghost experiences Ah. and sent them separately to the author, like one by one, which Mm. is totally believable. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, that's how I get all of my information for this Mm -hmm. podcast. Messages from the other side. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So anyway, this guy is not dead. Let me continue to reinforce (laughs) that. I think he's dead. Okay. Anyway. So, the one story that I remember for sure is the guy talks about, like, somehow, like, getting up too high in his plane or unexpectedly hitting clouds that make it so that it's so cold that it messes with the plane and then, like, Mm. he doesn't have any, like, air, like, any radio, like, um, signal to hit, like, a control tower. He doesn't have anything. There's something wrong with his plane. And he just hears a voice that mysteriously tells him, and like, hears a voice in his headphones, even though the headphones are dead. Was it a succubus? That, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you never know. Keep going, I'm sorry. That, like, mysteriously told him the exact right thing to do so that they eventually lived through this plane thing. Couldn't be muscle memory or something. Well, so that just, all it made me think of was that. In neurobiology, neurocognitive like studies or neuropsychology studies, they found that people who are more religious tend to hear their mm-hmm. inner monologue as coming from another source instead of just being like, that's my voice talking mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. So like the more religious you are or the more likely you are to believe in things that yeah. are like supernatural the more likely you are to think your inner monologue is something else so that's all it was his like his muscle memory or his like gut instinct or Mm -hmm. his subconscious was just like you should do a barrel roll (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) 
So this like article was like a huge, huge dud. And um It's just a weird thing about planes, basically. And a weird religious experience he had. Yeah. Cool. It's so long. This article's so long. I didn't actually make it through because I got I was so tired of <laughs> this shit about planes. I thought that you just meant just in like, general. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, and then she, he like magically saved the life of a passenger that had passed out somehow Mm -hmm. and like that Mm -hmm. made him a a hero of some kind. Mm -hmm. I I don't, whatever. Anyway, so (laughs) yeah, that was cool. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so who wants to go next? Do we have another article? Well, maybe we should take a music break. I think we should take a music break. All right. We're all in a unanimous to take a music break. Ahoy. I just want to get you all with this little quote of my article before we, uh, (laughs) but through the dead radio and the dead earphones, a voice spoke clearly to me, turn to nine zero degrees, turn now. That was crazy, but so was hearing the voice. And I don't know why I did what I was being told, but I rolled. But I rolled. But I rolled. By golly, I rolled. It's like Top Gun meets... Old man delusion? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Absolutely. Talk to me, Goose. (laughs) All right. It's time for the most southernest, bangingest, worstest of podcast history segments. Florida Man. Florida Man. Florida Man. All right, today for Florida Man, we have 25 bone-chilling ghost stories from Florida's mm. past. Nice. The first one, and my personal favorite, the Devil's Mill Hopper, what Gateway f- to Hell. What the fuck is a mill Yay. hopper? I think it's like a, um, you know, where like people in old crank flour mills, hand crank flour mills, mm. the hopper is where you would put the grain, and then you would put mm. it inside. Yeah. So the Devil's way of cranking things into dust. Is I what it's see. saying. I and see. And that's appropriate because located in Gainesville, this sinkhole is 120 oh, feet deep. Oh, no. Nice. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. And some locals say Goodbye. it's a portal to hell. Goodbye. Yeah, it oh, is. thank you. We've heard about people falling in and disappearing at the bottom. No. There's also an old legend of a princess who the devil wanted to marry, so oh. he swallowed her into the devil's yeah, mill Yeah, because America is chock full of princesses. Absolutely. Okay. Not anymore, because the devil <laughs> swallowed all the them through the mill hopper. He lured them all down to Gainesville, Florida, and swallowed <laughs> them in the mill hopper. Mmm. Um. <laughs> all right, next up we have the devil's chair in Casadega. Located in the home of many mediums and spirits, this chair supposedly allows you to communicate with the devil if you sit on it. People have reported hearing voices and seeing shadowy figures while sitting in the hellish chair. Maybe it's painted with lead paint. No, so I saw a picture of it, and this this article had, like, a slideshow with it, so, mm. like, um, the, uh, 
that though they're made up and it looks like almost like a um, a decorative stone wall in a garden, but it has a oh. big notch in it so that you can oh. sit in it and it's called oh, okay. the devil's chair. Mm. Also, the Devil's Mill Hopper is in a Florida State Park. In case you want to visit. That's the only thing preventing <laughs> the devil from escaping and terrorizing <laughs> us is the, those park, park rangers. rangers. All right. Uh, real ghosts in Disney's Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. Cast hmm. members at the Haunted Mansion have reported hearing noises like laughter that were not part of the ride's effects. And then over at Pirates, the legend is that during construction, a welder named George died and now his spirit inhabits the ride. Cast members are sure to yell good morning to him each day. Otherwise, the ride has unexplained malfunctions. Well, I'm sorry uh, that you have to okay. be on that ride all the time, George. Okay. Yeah, not the best ride to be haunting, honestly. <laughs> Good ride, not a great ride. All right, Fernandina's evil spirit, Wickedemus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picked this because I like Wickedemus. Wickedemus. Legend has it that a girl was hanged for witchcraft in the area of present-day Fernandina. Her spirit, called Wickedemus, <laughs> inhabits a pathway across the town's high school. Across from the town's high school. Oh. As the story goes, if you disturb her, the ground will shake and you'll hear loud booming noises. Mm. Well, she's pissed because you named her Wickedemus. <laughs> Wouldn't anyone be pissed with that name? Right. Disembodied head at Enzian Theater. <laughs> Next time you catch a movie here, keep your eyes on more than just the screen. If you happen to be there on a moonless night at 1 a.m., you might you just might see a disembodied head in the northeast corner, jot that down, okay. that screams before disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> and to wrap That's up... That's me. That's me, Friday night. <laughs> You're a disembodied head <laughs> screaming at the local movie theater. Uh-huh. Sure. That's what I do for fun. <laughs> and to that bring checks it out. on. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And to bring Florida man on home, Victorian little girl at Hamburger Mary's. <laughs> Hamburger Mary's is housed in the building known as the Bumby Block Building, <laughs> which was built in the 1880s. Bumby. Staff who work there have said they regularly see the ghost of a little girl tapping on windows and mm. waving to guests. And that is your Florida man. Mm. A hamburger nice. Mary. Yeah. May I may I ask the question? Oh wait, we don't have a question this week. <laughs> That's you know Never mind. We don't, but uh 3H read the shit out of Fate yeah, Magazine. And if y'all would like us to read some more shit, let us know. Or on our Patreon. <laughs> no, on our, our disembodied ghost Patreon mm, that doesn't exist. Mm, mm-hmm. But if you want us to read more, or if you're willing to put in some dollars so we can get a real subscription, <laughs> all of those things sound great. Yes. Yeah. We're here all for right, that. Do, we are. All right. Are we so, ready for recommendations? Yeah. Let's get, let's get going. All right. Let's get to it. Okay. So my recommendation this week uh, is if you are still worried about that incubus slash succubus slash <laughs> indeterminate or gender fluid bus <laughs> that's haunting your bedroom at night, um, or you just have some ghost issues, uh, there is a website called diedinhouse.com mm. where if you put in your address and you pay eleven ninety nine, <laughs> of course, you can find out if anyone has died in your house. Of course. Nice. Which, it's kind of amazing because it includes, let's see, your report will include, 
Uh, deaths that occurred at the address, whether by murder, suicide, accidental, or natural. Okay. Meth, meth activity. Right. Including labs, dump sites, or chemical and glassware. <laughs> uh, fire-related incidents. Uh, sex offender registry. Uh, and general property information. So they basically go to, like, public public records, mm-hmm. and they just do all the work for mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Oh, this statistic is a death in a home, especially a violent death, can increase the home's value by 25%. Nice. And increase its time to sell by up to 50% longer than comparable homes. Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so that was one, and then... We were talking a little bit about ESP. Probably already recommended this one. I'm sorry, listeners. But uh, go listen to Limetown, the podcast. They're Aww, writing a book. yeah. And there's going to be a TV show. Wonderful. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Liv, you got your recommendations? I do. So I know I've recommended it like 50 million times, but I think everyone needs to go to uh, Hulu and watch... Um, Paranormal Home Inspectors, my favorite ghost hunting show to come out of Canada ever, because <laughs> um, it's got a paranormal investigator, a psychic, and an actual <laughs> home inspector. Oh, and it's home amazing. Inspector Brian. Uh, yeah, um, so we should go again? watch that. Uh, paranormal Home Inspectors is the name. That's of the show. it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so everyone should go watch that, because it's beautiful, and there's only, like, ten episodes, I think. Um, yeah, it's not that long. Which is really sad, because I want there to be a million more, but I'm pretty sure that show. Brian probably just couldn't take it. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he probably had to go on medical leave for all the stress he was experiencing. <laughs> probably had a stomach ulcer um, by the time we um, is going to be um, twofold. It's going to be to check out Ask a Mortician's YouTube channel. Um, nice. And then also to read her books. Um, so her name is Caitlin Doty, and her two books are "Smoke Gets in Your Eyes" and other things, uh, and other lessons I learned from the crematory. And then um, "From Here to Eternity." And um, so she's a mortician, uh, but she's super death positive and um, talks a lot. From about... Here to Eternity is really good. Yeah, she talks a lot about. Um, what happens to bodies after you die and answers a lot of questions that you might have about that kind of thing. Um, and then also she's just really cool and funny. Um, and I think everyone should yeah. check out her stuff anyway. So this seemed like a great episode to plug her on. For yeah. real. Um, my recommendation is to, if you haven't um, already, oh, um, Check out Atlas Obscura, the website, and you can subscribe to their emails. So they're always sending you new cool stories. They basically just uh, collect, like, weird stories from all over the world, but they usually, like, explain them. And they're usually, like, they're, like, quirky things about, like, I've mentioned them before on some of our other episodes because they cover a wide range of topics. They, like, weird food, weird science, weird, you know, um... The Saney Stretch the, from our yeah, Michigan Yeah, like episode. weird phenomena. Atlas Obscura. <coughs> Excuse me. Weird old folk tales. Like anything you can think of. And they have beautiful... Um, they get photographers to take really beautiful photos to do stories. Um, so the one specifically that I recently looked at was 
all about um, the area around Area 51. It's just like um, there's a photo essay on Atlas Obscura about it. Um, it's called A Photographer's Journey Through UFO, the Heart of UFO Country uh, by Ida Amer. And it's just like got really good pic- like fun pictures. Mm-hmm. It just is more about a cultural, like the cultural aspect of UFO, like a place that people claim to have seen UFOs. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you could find stuff about ghosts on there too. So mm-hmm. check it out. Can I tack on one more? Absolutely. Um, so on my trip to Virginia, speaking of aliens, um, I actually went and saw the um i was actually in the national radio quiet zone and i got to see the green bank observatory um which was so cool i got to see the um radio telescope it's i it's the the size of it is just incredible it's like they put a football stadium up on wheels it's incredible it's so cool so if you're ever in uh west virginia go check it out it's also really beautiful because it's right in the middle of um, the national forests there. So you can go see the mystery hole also. While yeah, you're there. that too. <laughs> so I think that does it for the Triple Hoax Reads Fate magazine. Um, Liv, why don't you tell them where they can find us? All right. So if you are interested in finding us on Facebook, we are the Triple Hoax Podcast. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us there at the triple hoax. That same thing goes for Instagram at the triple hoax. Um, you can also find us on Tumblr, uh, the triple hoax and, uh, soundcloud.com slash the triple hoax. Cause I mean, you know, we just, it's, it's a thing that we go right. by the name of our podcast. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, um, you can send us an email to our e- Gmail, which is triplehoax at gmail.com. We would love that. That would be super sweet. Um, Make our day. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you can find us also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and if you could rate and review us on iTunes, that would be awesome. Every time somebody does yeah. that, it kind of bumps us up a little bit in the charts and gets us more... Um, new listeners so that would be really awesome tell us what your favorite ghost is when you review us Mm. yes yes favorite ghost (laughs) a plus very important we need to know for scientific reasons (laughs) all right this has been the triple hoax and remember it doesn't have to be a mystery